Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. Just pulling my hair out in this quarantine situation we got ourselves in. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No kidding, man. No kidding. Yeah. Well, uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying it's been tough. Yeah, it has. It has, man. Speaking of, uh, you know, all this mess thing inside and all that crap. Uh, it's got me thinking a lot about summer, you know, school yeah. ending, uh, springs ending as well, you know, and I don't know about you, but I have a couple of movies here I wanted to share with you guys uh, and with you, of course, Caleb, uh, <laughs> my top five favorite summer movies. Yeah. Or Some... just to watch in the summer. Lucky for you, I've uh, compiled a little list as well. Well, what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, so, yeah, we were, uh, me and Caleb were thinking about doing uh, a top five uh, movie list for each season. And we may, we may do this all in one, uh, con- like each consecutive week, or we may spread this out throughout the year, you know, as each uh, season comes along but i think this top five uh format of uh, us sharing our top five favorite blank films uh was a good idea yeah definitely oh yeah man uh you want to go ahead and start uh yes 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 let me get my list ready and uh at number five this doesn't mean it's like in order of most enjoyable kind of or like my favorites it's just the most like summary if that makes sense i got you Number five is Boogie Nights, and that is a Paul Thomas Anderson film from the late 90s, and it's about the porn industry and the rise and fall of this one specific actor, Dirk Diggler. And it's just, there's a lot of cool pool scenes, you know, pool party scenes. There's a lot of just parties, just the good summer vibes, the stuff that makes summer, you know, summer, basically. And there's a lot of that in that movie. It's a great hangout movie. Which is why what I think summer is a lot is just hanging out, being with the people you love, you know, just having a good time, soaking in rays, going for a swim, having good food, having good drinks, all that stuff. Oh yeah, man, I respect that. That's that. that I mean, I've never seen Boogie Nights, but with that explanation, that that made a lot more sense. Yeah, for me initially hearing it. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, yeah. Name, what about you? Yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and name off my uh, my fifth spot here it is good burger (laughs) now let me explain (laughs) uh good burger the the plot of the film uh is uh, keenan and kel uh that those are the two um african-american guys that are the main characters in the film uh they both work at a fast food joint during the summer uh, after during summer break, my bad, and uh, they just go on all kinds of crazy adventures uh, in this fast food joint, the burger joint. I mean, they're thrown in all kinds of places, insane asylums, rivaling burger joints uh, across the road, uh, dumb teachers that are just, you know, dumb, as most teachers can be. Yeah, <laughs> I've never met a smart teacher. 
Exactly. They ain't taught me nothing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it has a lot of summer vibes. Uh, it's very colorful. It's a Nickelodeon film. It's got a lot of... Uh, whenever I think about a burger and fries, I really think about uh, summertime. I associate those those two together. So yeah, Good Burger is my number five spot. Four out, four out. Yes, sir. Well, at, uh, at Numero uh, Quattro, I have George A. Romero's Creep Show. And maybe wondering why in the flippity flip would he put Creep Show on a summer movies list, but Hear me out. Think about the first segment of that movie. It's called it's called Father's Day, which happens to fall right dab smack in the beginning, the intro of summer, basically. And it's been a tradition that me and my dad every Father's Day we watch Creep Show, and it's so it's very near and dear to my heart. And we do it, you know, obviously during the summer because that's where Father's Day falls, and so. It's yeah, it's just our little tradition, and there's nothing really summary about the movie other than, you know, the Father's Day segment, and that's not even very summary. It just is about a summer holiday, so it's be it's our little tradition we do, and it's very nice, and so that is why it comes in at number four. That's great, man. I'm uh, it's it's really nice to have traditions like that with films. Yeah, watching a certain film uh, during uh, a certain time of the year. I know my. My family likes to sit down and watch uh, Winnie the Pooh's Heffalump because we've just watched it every single year. Just a great Halloween movie, but that's for another episode. Mm-hmm. But, but yes, I, I have a, I have a lot of respect for that. That's that's nice that you keep up traditions and stuff like that with film. Yeah. What about what's your uh, what's your fourth choice? My number four spot. This is probably a um, a lesser known film. It's called The Alien Dead. And what this film is, is it's a very cheap 70s zombie movie. Which, I mean, just hearing myself say that kind of made me uh, tingle and squirm because I do have quite the uh, attraction to shitty zombie movies. So, The Alien Dead, it's set in the summertime. It's set in the bayous, which... uh, is is located in the south, which is also associated with summer most of the time. Uh, you never really see uh, a lot of snow down there in the in the swamps, where the the alien zombies wander and walk around. I, this movie's just great in general. <laughs> I mean, the acting's horrible. The plot isn't very good. The reason that the zombies are even there isn't very good. But it, whenever it culminates together, it, it's a very beautiful film that you can laugh with. The The outro to this movie, when the dang zombie jumps out the water, he has a stupid look on his face. <laughs> it's priceless, man. It, it's great. It's a great movie. We posted it on our Instagram, too, uh, talking about this film. Which is why it, it came in at number four in my uh, summary movies list. Nice. Very nice. At uh, number three, I have a, a certified hood classic, Summer <laughs> summer Rental. And um, 
you know what, what what this movie is this is the epitome of summer and i've been watching it every summer always whenever we went to the beach or went camping or something since i was as little as i could remember and it's got it's got john candy as his dad who just wants to take his family on a great vacation they live in the city they go to the beach he does everything he can to like uh you know, make it a great vacation. But along the way, they run into some hijinks. Like they go to the wrong house. They, uh, they, um, go to, <laughs> they try to get lobstered, but they, they simply cannot eat some terrible food. Um, he gets really sunburned. It's just all the stuff, the nostalgia that we've all been through. It's so relatable. You know, we've all been through it and it's happened to all of us. And that's what makes it so good. And it holds a very special place. And, um, my heart, and yeah, it's just it's a great movie. I mean, it's got summer in the name. Yeah, summer rental. He's renting a house, a beach house in the summer. If that's not summer, then I don't know what is. Doesn't he like uh, do boat stuff in the movie too? Well, yeah. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but eventually he drives the boat. Don't y'all see? Just check uh, it out. Well, that's that's uh quite coincidental because my third pick is the great outdoors oh which is I another john candy movie. film great uh, movie with a co-acting partner dan Aykroyd. dan Aykroyd, the grownest of men dan Aykroyd made his own crystal vodka crystal skull vodka that crashed didn't do <laughs> very well now in my opinion this may be an unpopular opinion i think that this film is a kind of like a ripoff of National Lampoon's Family Vacation. You, you mean just vacation? Yeah. I mean the National Lampoon's. Well, yeah, not family vacation. Vacation. Uh, it's the family. They got a family in there. It's vacation. Yeah. yeah. Later. Carry on. <laughs> National Lampoon Vacation. I think it's a little bit of a ripoff because they, they kind of do the same stuff as in Summer Rental and in Great Outdoors. I mean, they go visit family. The family isn't very nice. They're just always getting at each other on this vacation home style uh, cabin that they live in. At one point, they shoot a bear's butt off. It was pretty cool. That was a pretty dope. Uh, part of the movie whenever John Candy picks up that gun and shoots the bear's butt cheeks and you get to see the bear's butt cheeks that's the coolest part do you remember it's got a little sexual tension in there from the the bear ass it's got a little bit of action and violence from shooting the bear ass and it's got a lot of uh, family values (laughs) and emotion uh, overall, a really great film. It reminds me a lot of camping with uh, my father and going out, you know, in, in a hot summer day and maybe a little bit of a, a hot summer night. And just getting to hang out around a fire, maybe not in a, in a log cabin. I don't know if we've ever done that, but we definitely go out and camp in tents and in hammocks and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always great. That always reminds me of, of the summertime, cooking uh, ravioli and stuff like that on a campfire. It's great. Do you remember uh, what from that movie what the ingredients for hot dogs are, according to the raccoons? Lips and, oh. I mean, I remember what Dan Aykroyd said. Is it the same thing? Yeah, it's the same thing. 
lips and assholes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the best uh, of any summer movie of all time. Of any movie of all time. Yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, uh, what about your number two spot? Number two is going to go to none other than Tony Montana and Scarface. Cockroaches want to play rough. I mean, it's just, it's a very bright movie. And it's set in the heart of Miami, which is a very summery city. Like, it's, it's got, like, all the Miami Vice colors, you know, like um, the red, the pinks, the light blues. And it's just um, a lot of it's set in the summer. You know, there's a lot of flowery shirts, a lot of uh, pina coladas, a lot of beautiful, scantily clad women just walking around in their bathing suits. Heck, yeah. And, you know, it's, and it's, it's, it's all the backdrop for this guy's come up and it's like the backdrops in the summer and Al Pacino's fantastic in this film. Robert Loja's fantastic in this film. It's just a great film, great film set in the summer, which to me gives a very summery vibes. It's just, it's, it's a, and it's a, yeah, it's, 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 it's literally a classic. It's been referenced by every single thing. You know, it's, if you haven't seen it, anybody just go check it out. It's a great movie. Very summary. I I still have not uh, seen Scarface. Wow. <laughs> it's a great one. You're missing out. There's a For real dude. I need to. It's a great one. For my number two spot, uh, once again, this may not be a uh, well-known film, but this is the Cannibal Women in the Avocado <laughs> Jungle of Death. Now, I personally, personally am a huge fan of this movie for various reasons. Uh, reasons varying from uh, the feminist values and how definitely we love it's about, out there. About female comeuppance. I think that's great and empowering. Um, I think the, the entire film jokes about uh, gender equality and stuff like that. I think that's uh, quite funny and uh, overall it's a very summery vibe it's located in a jungle the avocado jungle of death very uh, deadly with cannibal women you know they're they're scantily clad as well wearing furs and leathers and stuff like that I mean it's a really good movie and uh, I'm pretty sure it's set in the summertime as well in the actual movie um like during college, like college break, summer break. Okay. Which, uh, once again, man, uh, have you seen this movie? I don't think you have, have you? No, I have not. Sounds like I'm missing out, though. Yeah, I mean, you 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 really need to. I think I think it, we'd enjoy it if you came over here and watched it. We watched it. We watched it together. Yeah. See, I'm so excited about the movie. I'm stumbling over my own words. <laughs> Bumbling jerk. It's got a. Let me see if I can get a DVD out for you. It has, it's a Gary W. Goldstein production. Ooh, which, you know, that's his favorites. What's that? He's one of my favorites, Gary W. Goldstein. He's a gold man. Gold films. All he makes is bangers. Uh, It has Shannon Tweed, which is the main character. And then it has my woman crush Wednesday, 
Linda Hamilton? Uh, no. <laughs> Karen Mistall, who was in Return of the Killer Tomatoes as well. She was the female tomato. Oh, the, real, the dumb one who the professor was with? Yeah. Okay, yeah. She, yeah, she plays a dumb person in this movie, too. <laughs> She's very good at being the hot, dumb one. So that's good. And it's got Bill Maher. Maher? What? Yeah. It's got Bill Maher in it? Yeah, it does, man. Wait. He's the main character. Like the. the. Let me look this up really quick. The BM. Oh my God. Well, Bill Maher, now he has this show on HBO called Real Time with Bill Maher, and he's been doing it for years. Yeah, Bill Maher, dude. And he's like, he's all like political and like super controversial and satirical. I can't believe he was in this movie. Wow. What? What do you say it like that? Because if you've seen the Real Time with Bill Maher, he does, this just does not seem like something he would do. Cannibal women in the avocado jungle. That's where he got the come up, apparently. No, he's yeah, like his come up is. He's just very. He's super. You know, he's super political. Super has very strong views on everything, and he's. He, it's just like this. This isn't something you'd expect him to be in, but that's even that makes it even cooler because it's like what Bill Maher. As as soon as that movie, I don't know if it hit theaters or not, but as soon as that movie hit the shelves, man. It was an upward slope for Bill Maher. <laughs> the video store. So yeah. It was on the bottom shelf of the video store. Bill Maher just his infamy grew. It's also got, though, um, Adrian Barbo, and she's been in a million cult movies. Like, she was in The Fog, Escape from New York. She was in Creep Show. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. She's she's a she's a really a scream queen, a cult classic queen, scream queen. Shout out to her. They got a lot of queens in there in this movie. <laughs> A lot of a lot of a lot of creams. Screw you, dude. And creams. Screw you, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, it's on Prime. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Caleb, it's on Prime. I yeah, <laughs> I have no choice but to watch it now. Uh, if you guys, you know, do have Prime, go ahead and watch it, man. I th- I, th- I don't think you'll regret it at all. Uh, it's it's a great film got action adventure definitely not a horror by any any means but today's episode isn't really about horror but it, it would seem that way because of the of death at the end you know yeah but yes oh amazing film amazing film. <laughs> and i might as well just add a little secret between me, me you and me yeah like the first five minutes of the movie get to see boobs well that just makes it better doesn't it what a plus dude are they so not only is it women empowerment it's about good boobs body positivity like good boobs like great boobs yeah they're right like like on a scale of like one to ten uh like eight I think okay that's 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 good They, they weren't like when uh not when him was Halle Berry or anything like that, but like they're okay. Like like com- compared to Linda Hamilton. Uh well, I mean you can't really compare to Linda. Honestly, Linda Hamilton, in all seriousness, 
He's got so much like dikey facial features. He looks like every generic, like almost middle aged mom in the eighties. She's got the weird haircut, the crappy clothes. She just looks like the dominant lesbian in the relationship. <laughs> the, the the bull. Yeah, she's like the mom. the really cute girl who you're trying to get with and then she's like, I'm with Linda. You're like, What? And you just see Linda Hamilton, you're, you instantly fall in love. You drop everything you're doing and go over to Linda. Honestly, to uh, to add on to what we were talking about earlier, uh, the top five blank movies, we should just go ahead and make a top five movies list of, like, boobs. Top five boobs in movies. Yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, my God. I'm already thinking of, like, two. So, There's, that's, that's, that's so hard to do. Like we're gonna have to like we're gonna have to really focus and compile a good list because that we got we can't mess that one up. There's that one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm. Oh, are you thinking of this? I think we're thinking of the same one. She got three boobs. Oh, <laughs> that's Total Recall. But yeah, totally. I was I was thinking of this one. There's a movie called Commando. And he like runs into this hotel room, and it's really brief, but you just see this beautiful bl- blonde girl. She's got huge tits, and it's like on the screen for like two seconds. You're just like, whoa! <laughs> wow, dude. I have to say that definitely adds to a movie. Oh, definitely. Not to, to see some boobs. Not to sound, yeah, like, like not to sound. Uh, what do you what do you call that? Uh, We're being body. We're being body misogynistic not to sound misogynistic but boobs are good no we're being body we're we're uh being body positive we're unable to speak i'm just kidding uh i'm such as dude i've been stuttering so much this episode apology i I said i said scream cream or cream or what i got in your head for that one rightfully so so golly we kind of lost track on the Talking about boobs, <laughs> dude. We talked about boobs for a good ten minutes. I could honestly talk more about boobs. Yeah, we may just have to do an episode about a boobs, a boobisode, a boobisode, a bomba clot. <laughs> Golly, bomba clot. Oh yeah, anyone who's listening, if you guys can tell us what a bomba clot is, we'll shout you out next podcast. Yeah, honestly, we're so we're clueless. We don't know what the heck a bomba clot is, and we keep hearing bomba clot. It's like, do we want to look it up or do we want to find it out naturally? We're getting called bomba clots. Yeah, it says to bomba clots in the NRA. It's mm-hmm. wild. Okay. I don't know where they get it from. Like I know it's Jamaican, but hey, bomba clot, man. <laughs> no telling, man. Hey, but when they call me Bombaclot, they're like, can I call you Bombaclot? Oh, baby, you can call me anything. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you flaming me. You flaming me way too hard tonight. That was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It was, you know, we're, me and him, we're, we're playing some video game the other night, just chatting, just having a good old time, and then... <laughs> He, he cracks me up with uh, you can call me anything just don't call me late to dinner and we just laughed about it for like 5-10 minutes <laughs> funny <laughs> it, was a, it was a little it was a conversation we were having about like being called slurs 
<laughs> and like being cussed out by people. And I was just like, hey, man, I mean, you can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> so, no. Oh, my God. Everybody loved it, though. Everybody loved that. For all you as much as I love talking about being not being called late for dinner. Uh, we're getting cut off track. <laughs> hey, what, we're, what, we're making them we wait. On? We're on number one. <laughs> number one. Wait, what, what was your number two pick? Number two Scar- is Scarface. Whoa. Dang, <sighs> dude, we've been flying through this. I know. Maybe a little short episode today. Numero uno por mi es Jaws. Watch it before you go swimming. This was the original summer blockbuster. This is as summery as it gets. You got a killer shark in the water. You got a crazy fisherman. You got a police chief unsure of what to do. You've got a stuck-up little, you know, marine biologist. You've got dead bodies everywhere. Um, I think there's some boobs in Jaws. Um, oh, no, no, there's not. I mean, the closest uh, to come is the woman skinny dipping in the beginning. I mean, you see a nipple for a second or so. It's very nah, I'm not at that. But it's not, you know, it's not anything to remember. But Jaws is just a great, great summer movie. Watch it every Fourth of July. For God's sake, it's set on the Fourth of July. That's like the, it's the ultimate summer holiday. That's true. That is very true. What is uh? What's your number one? My number one pick has to be Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that film is so good. I mean, everything about that movie is—it's great. The the '70s in general really reminds me of uh, uh, very summery, flowery vibes, just because of the the music that came out. Yeah, the music was is so positive. In that movie. Uh, there's a lot of psychedelic stuff, which is very colorful, much like uh, a summer, uh, you know, place would be a summery place would be. Um, it's got Matthew McConaughey. Oh, what a! Sorry, but what a dick! What a dick! Is that's because you met him? Well, uh, we'll we'll talk about that after. <laughs> add some add some girth to this episode. That's true. That's very true. It's got, oh man! I mean, so literally, it's it's got everything. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's I mean, it's got. Uh, the the end of a senior classes high school days. <laughs> Sorry, class it's, of twenty twenty. Yeah, it's got new freshmen coming in and getting spanked. God, I wish I was the paddle. I mean, it's got it's got Ben Affleck. Oh, Bannon, yeah. Ma- Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Richard Linklater. Yeah. I mean, it's it's everything in the and. I cannot stress this enough. The soundtrack to this film. It's one of the best ever. Oh, dude. That's probably one of my favorite uh, decades of all time is the 70s. The 70s in general was just so, it hits so different. The films, the crappy films, the good films, the music, uh, the overall style. I love how some 70s clothes are starting to come back, like bell bottoms and stuff like that. Oh, I really enjoy that. I hate bell bottoms. You do? I mean, they're good for like 70s nostalgia, but bro, those things are ugly. 
I think worn by the right girl, they look decent. But you definitely have to have like a certain t- leg type to rock them. I like. I, say. I will say though, I like the short shorts of the seventies, and those are making a comeback too. So. The short short denims, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Legs for days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I really want to get a Matthew McConaughey's T-shirt. All right, all right, all right. That one? Yeah. Well, I'm... Wait, what? Oh, you're saying like the one he wears in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought... thought, Well, they've made like a million. Well, for all you viewers at home, I live in the heart of Matthew McConaughey's bunghole. I live in Austin, Texas. (laughs) And so there's like Matthew McConaughey stuff all over. And like the main shirt is all right, all right, all right. So I thought you were talking about that. My bad. Go ahead. I'm talking about uh, the the Matthew McConaughey T-shirt that he wears with this like screaming dude on it. It looks cool. The stupid haircut in the movie. Yeah, his stupid dumb idiot haircut with his stupid accent. He's not even a good actor. Like <laughs> maybe three good Matthew McConaughey movies where he's actually acts well in it because I can. Uh, TCM New Generation. <laughs> Exactly. That's the type of, type of actor we're talking about. This guy isn't in it. The best acting he's done has been in those goddamn Lincoln commercials, and no one still even watches them. They've just been clowned on. I didn't know he did Lincoln commercials. Oh, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about, where he drives around, and he like, sits in the truck, yeah. and stares off into the sunset. And he just says the most random shit. He's all, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we I'm... die, do we really know where we go? <laughs> or do we just ride on the road? <laughs> Or do I run out of gas? <laughs> Come on, he could have done so much better than a Lincoln. Yes. He's gonna, dude, Lincoln's, oof. My butthole does itch. No, I'm not going to pull over. <laughs> yes. From the leather seats. <laughs> they irritate me. <laughs> Man, what a John. I mean, he was good in Dazed and Confused. He's good in TCM New Generation. Like honestly, I really, I really like that movie as much of a a, a jumbled up mess. <laughs> that film a, was. That's a meme movie, my dude. Yeah, but it's still. I mean, it still has its its moments. <laughs> that one movie where he got all skinny. That was Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. <laughs> Overrated in that movie too. No, in all seriousness, Matthew McConaughey's a great actor. He's been in a bunch of great movies, but... Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, shimmy on into why you don't like him so much. Okay. As I was saying, I live in the capital of Texas, Austin, which means I am a frequent at UT football games. And because I have some ins with the school, I'm not going to reveal my connections, but just know they're blood tight. And so, at the football games, I get to go onto the field prior to the game. I have a field pass. I look at security, and they, 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 they bow their heads. They're like, okay, he's, he's cool. He's one of us. You know, let him in the players. They're like, oh, my God, it's, it's Caleb. Oh, my God. Players all cheese out. You know, I'm Tom Herman, their coach. He comes up to me asking me for my autograph. I'm like, come on, relax, Tom. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row. And uh, so then I uh, – I'm really excited. This is the big game. This is between uh, Texas and LSU last year, and 
there this was the most hyped of game like in, in for in a while for Texas like college game day was there it was insane so I'm on the field and then I spot none other than Matthew McConaughey just 10 feet in front of me and he's talking to some jack like jackwad in this burnt orange corduroy plaid jacket he looks like he looks like some macadring and I was like they're, so they're letting anybody on this field now turns out he was the dean of the school but so um they talk for like 20 minutes and I'm just standing behind there waiting like just so patiently and respectfully just to get a picture just to talk to him <laughs> finally the old dean fart walks away I'm all okay this is my chance and so I go up to him and I'm all I don't know. I was like, do I say Mr. McConaughey? What do I say? Because I, I, I don't know. I don't want to like sound too formal and like spook him away. So I'm like, hey, hey, Matt. And he 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 looks around and he's like, he spots me. And I'm like right next to him. I'm a, at that time, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fellow. What can I say? I towered over Matt. He looks up and he's like, oh, hey, what's up? And I'm all. Hey, hey, Matt, can can I get a picture? You know, I'm all starstruck. My voice is shaky. And then, you know, this is how I envisioned it going. He was going to take a picture of me. We were going to chat about football and his movies <laughs> for a good half an hour. Then I was going to go with him to, like, his private booth and watch the game. Just, we were just Me and Matt were just going to chill. We were going to vibe. Instead, he looks me dead in the eye and says, Nara now, and dismisses me, flicks his hand. And I just stand there. I'm at a loss for words. Like I, I go, I frequent conventions and stuff. I'm not used to getting rejected by celebrities. I'm like, <laughs> and he just turns back and watches the players warming up. I'm like Matt, and it's they're dead. It's till game time. Yeah, for real. Yo, like, can I intervene a little bit? Yeah, interject. I remember whenever you went to that game and you got to run the flags and all that. And uh, you ended up getting to see Matt, Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) And (laughs) from my perspective, because I was, I was pretty much there all the way. I mean, I wasn't with him physically, but we're texting on Snapchat and he texts me and he's like, dude, dude, I see Matthew McConaughey. He's on the, he's on the field. And I was like, oh, nice, man. You should go up and, like, try and get an autograph or a picture. And, well, at first I was like, no way. You should send a picture. <laughs> and like Gail was talking about with the uh, him talking to the dean, Caleb, Caleb takes this very candid voyeur booty pic of Matt. And he's in these, like, super tight, these shorts and all you can see is his butt and like half of his profile uh, of his face and of course he's decked out in the beautiful orange that suits him very well he's wearing a hat too yeah i mean he looks like a coach and i mean i was starstruck too i wasn't even there and i was like oh holy crap he's meeting uh matt he's meeting matthew mcconaughey and (laughs) like i was kind of walking caleb through like what to say because he didn't really know what to say either and i was like man you should just like start off with saying some kind of quote and me and caleb went through this whole like paragraph after paragraph (laughs) of what he should say to matt and at the end of the day 
As soon as that bean fart walked by, Kelv, you know, moseys on up to Matthew McConaughey, unsuspecting Matt. And he goes, Hey, Matt. No, <laughs> 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 no. That's the funniest part, is I can totally see him doing that. So angry. He was so angry. He was such an angry little guy. Yeah, I mean, probably because he gets like his butt kissed every single day while he's up working at the uh, the theater room yeah. where he works in the cinematography side of things. I, from what I've heard, I have a, a cousin that goes to UT, and he said that that like course the filmography course or whatever that Matthew McConaughey runs is like a complete joke. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, he just kind of throws it off and he's not a very good teacher, which is, gr- I mean, shoot dude, getting some college credit film stuff. Yeah. And he's not a good teacher. I mean, that's perfect. That's great. I mean, you're not really learning anything anyways in film school. Most of the time from yeah. what I've heard, I mean, I haven't, uh, personally ever been to a film school before but like Quentin Tarantino stuff like that where he's Quentin Tarantino's like biggest quote is like um, if you watch enough films you'll know how to make the perfect one mm-hmm. or if you're if you love film making then you can make a really good movie something you know something along those lines of, you know me and my horrible memory memory of a goldfish yeah man that was (laughs) I love that it's like my hatred for uh, James Franco oh jeez and that one director who shall not be named I don't even want to hear his name who's the director oh (laughs) JP Jordan Peele dude more like Jordan Penis because he's horrible God, you really do hate Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele and James Franco, dude, they can go. They can go just walk away, man, before they catch these hands. I was uh, was watching a TikTok. I think it was yesterday. And it was like unpopular movie uh, uh, like opinions. Unpo- no, it was unpopular opinions movie edition. And the third unpopular opinion was this guy saying, Jordan Peele is the greatest director of all time. See, that's why I don't go on TikTok. And that's, I was like, I was like, what? And so I commented, I was like, bros made two films. And Get Out, and <laughs> sorry, Us wasn't even that good. Us and Get Out. Well, he did that whole Twilight Zone thing, which I mean, I, I thought was unnecessary. It was just, it was crappy. Yeah. Just a money grabbing scheme he's very progressive i'll give him that but he's he's not i'm not i'm not with his movies yeah i really enjoy it i mean yeah don't get me wrong i really like how he's bringing back uh, black exploitation films but the way he goes around doing it isn't very good did you see that new uh speaking of that kind of stuff did you see that new Candyman trailer that's gonna come out i don't know if i saw the trailer but i've, I've followed the movie a little bit they're remaking Candyman. Yeah. It's supposed to have like um, quite a few more uh, African Americans in the cast, which is great. Very progressive. Love that. Yeah. Um, 
but that's not even important. All right. What's really important is they're making a Ghoulies reboot. Oh, Jesus. The director of Ghoulies is going to make... Dude, don't Jesus me, dude. This Ghoulies is the epitome of good film. This is this is the cream of the crop. As, Ghoulies, man. Ghoulies sucks. Nah, dude. You're wrong. I'm just going to keep it a buck with you. I'm going to keep it two bucks with you, man. The, the movie's good. The whole trilogy. I haven't seen the fourth one yet, but, or the third. But I, the first two, dude, they captivated me. Ghoulies 1, Ghoulies 2, and Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies go to college. I think Ghoulies <laughs> 4 is just called Ghoulies 4. Ghoulies is literally like... Have you even seen the Ghoulies movies? I've seen some of the first ones, and I was like, "Good Lord, yeah. this is stupid." See, you gotta watch the second. One. It's like the it's like an incredibly crappy version of Gremlins. Nah, dude, you gotta watch the second one. That's that's where you're tripping up. <laughs> ghoulies too. The ghoulies, ghoulies wreck too. havoc at an amusement park, disposing of those who mistake them for mere fair <laughs> fairground attractions. Yeah, it's cold. It's such a good movie. It's got that uh, that midget. I should say little person. That That's in every single uh, horror movie, Ghoulies-related film, like uh, Troll. He's in one of the Troll movies. I forgot his name, but dude, he's, he's a goat. Little person? Yeah, he's one of those little people who's really popular in film, like the like Master from Master Blaster, how he was in Dracula vs. Frankenstein, stuff like that. This guy was super popular back in the day. I just wish I remembered his name. He always plays like the smart dwarf too. That's like always smarter than all the other people. So he's equal. In a way. It makes oh, him he's a Phil Fondacaro. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, he was in, he was even in Star Wars. He was in Willow. Yeah. I think he was in Time Bandits too, if I wasn't mistaken. Three feet and six inches. Jesus. Stand on his money and he's 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> ghoulies three, ghoulies go to college. Jesus. You just see the, the picture is just like three ghoulies like in a cap and gown. He's <laughs> holding a diploma. For the, for the folks at home and for my personal pleasure, can you read off the plot to that? A college teacher brings the little creatures back to his campus where they proceed to terrorize the faculty and students. <laughs> Dude, that movie's so good. Ghoulies, Ghoulies 1 wasn't that good. It was like maybe a, a 6 out of 10. Ghoulies 2 six, exceeded 10 out of 10. It was an 11 out of 10 film. Ghoulies 3, I guarantee you it's going to surpass it. <laughs> Ghoulies Ghoulies 4 Oh my god A retired oculus turned police officer Must battle a former lover As she attempts to summon forth Demonic forces after escaping an asylum I love how simple every other Ghoulies plot was And then this one it's like They just make like the Ghoulies version Of the equivalent of Inception Yeah for real I didn't know it was that complex I thought it was like Kind of just like the first Ghoulies. Every other one, the Ghoulies haunt a house. The Ghoulies haunt an <laughs> amusement park. The Ghoulies are go to college. That's why Ghoulies 2 was so goaded. Because <laughs> it, it was just... It was just they would hide out. The whole movie. It was just about them 
hiding out in a uh, haunted house and like killing teenagers and stuff or maiming them, spitting on them and stuff. It is a great movie, great film. Fantastic movie. You need to watch it. Next time you're over, I'm just, see, dude, I'm just making a list. I'm making a list of every single film you need to watch while you're over here. No, so I'm going to fizzle through it. Ghoulies 2. Ghoulies 2, dude. It's a good film. Have you seen any of the troll movies? No. No, I've heard those are terrible too, man. Nah, dude. Honestly, okay. Troll 1 was really high quality. Like, it it was an actual good 80s film. And then (laughs) Troll 2 came around. And it was 4.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Well, you know, IMDb. It's got a 30 out of 100, like, Metascore. Well, we had had a discussion about IMDb, you know. (laughs) So I'm going to go with the film, guys. Troll 2 looks terrible. Ghoulies 2, Troll 2, Troll 2 is not that good. But Troll 1 is great, honestly. Uh, you know, IMDb can be kind of harsh on uh, films. <laughs> God. Troll 2 is compared to Planet 9 from Outer Space. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Troll 2 is ridiculously bad. Like, But that's I think it's kind of bad on purpose. It, it's the It's got the guy who's like, they're eating her. And then they're going to eat me. Oh my god! It's got that acting. That scene that you may or may not have seen uh, in memes and stuff like that. He won an Oscar for that scene. Did you know that? I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I think the whole movie copped up at least like 50 Oscars. The Oscar goes to once again, trolls. <laughs> yeah, man, trolls. What a great dude! I could go off about like little creature movies, like critters and ghoulies and munchies and stuff like that. What was that? Sorry, dude. I had to. Sorry. You turn it into a ghoulie over there, dude? <laughs> Ghoulieing out on me? I guess it'd make more sense if I said, are you turning into a troll? Because I think they turn into trolls in the, in the, in the movie. Troll 2. Troll 2. Yeah. Personally, I'm more of a fan of like a... Uh, gotcha. Trying to see if you're listening. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was anticipating the it. audience and you were on the edge of their seats. Did I was? I even though I'm laying down, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I just had no idea how I was gonna finish it, so I was just like, "Yeah." Wow, nice, dude. You should have just said ghoulies, ghoulies too. Nah. Dude, I can't wait for the reboot, though. <laughs> oh, honestly, if they reboot it, oh, boy, you know, I'm going to be walking up in that John with my T-shirt. This guy just he goes to sleep every night, and that's what, that's what helps him fall asleep. He just thinks about 
the Ghoulies reboot. <laughs> I do. I dream of it. I just I, I dream about Ghoulies and Ghoulies too. And that little cat there's like a little cat ghoulie that meows. That's one of the most federal ones, I think. A great movie, honestly. It really sounds like I'm missing out. What 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 kind of cast would they have though for for such a film? Um, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. Well, I don't know. Scarlett Johansson. Um James Franco, and it would be directed by Jordan Peele. Imagine Ghoulies being directed by <laughs> Jordan Peele. <laughs> and, like, wouldn't that be funny? It's, like, directed by Jordan Peele, starring James Franco, and, like, everyone loves it, and now you're the only one who hates it. I, that wouldn't be the first time that I've been the only person that's hated a good film that apparently everybody loves. <laughs> What's an example? Us. I wasn't a fan of Us either. Us sucked. Us was horrible, dude. This story, I didn't get the dang story, man. Well, part of it was everyone hyped it up like it was the second coming of The Shining. Yeah, for real. And Get Out was a few films like that. Get Out was good. Like, yeah, it was better. It was a masterpiece, but it was pretty good. It's remarkably better. Us was so bad. Then whatever that poop storm. That uh, Jordan Peele pooped out, dude. Us. I- I'm anticipating his uh, Candyman remake, though. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, should be good. I'm more excited for uh, whenever Cinema Dave Media drops a new video. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but we've shouted him out. Cinema Dave Media is one of the coolest YouTube channels out there. We watched a uh, before the podcast here. We were kind of getting a little inspiration by watching Serial uh, at Midnight and Cinema Dave discuss their top 10 horror films, which is the reason we kind of did these top five summer films in the beginning of the episode. And when, then we went on to ramble about ghoulies, boobies, and uh, <laughs> remakes. <laughs> hey, don't forget Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and Matt, of course. Oh, how? And Matt. Matt. No, no. He got on your head. And, uh, watching him hasn't been the same since. Although he was great in The Gentleman. Still kind of pissed at him. Dude, imagine yeah. like, James Franco being the nicest guy on earth. James Franco probably is the nicest guy, dude. He's uh, Probably he's, isn't. He always has such good movies. Nah, dude. That's where you're wrong. That's that's my unpopular opinion. I don't like movies like 21 Jump Street and uh, Hangover and stuff like that. <gasps> what? And the you should hit this Jeffrey. It'll calm you down. <laughs> the Greek. So you just don't like funny movies? This... I mean, I, no, those are like crappy. Those movies. are those are like high tier comedies, like actually funny comedies. Nah, dude. So that's that's Troy. Troy hates good good funny movies. Hangover <laughs> is so good, man. Nah, dude. Nah, even Zach Galifianakis isn't a good actor. What? Who's that fat guy that always gets made fun of? That's like his his click. 
I mean, in, in The Hangover, it's Zach Galifianakis. He plays Alan. No, I'm talking about 21 Jump Street. Oh, Jonah Hill. Yeah, I hate but him. Jonah Hill's skinny now. I hate him. He is hilarious. You just So you just hate the whole gang of Seth and uh, Jonah. Yeah, James. all those bad comedians that think they're funny. Comedy oh, directors. Man, comedy they're all hilarious. Not nah, no. Not in my eyes and my ears. I have a different wave of, of uh, humor, I guess, compared to those goofballs. Compared to like everyone else in the world who finds. I, like, I like Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot that Tub movie Machine was good. Hilarious. Yeah, that movie's federal. I love that one. Okay, we can agree on that. I just The Hangover is like one of the funniest movies you'll ever see. Nah, bro. Dude, you should hit this, Jeffrey. It'll calm you down. That was yeah, that was hilarious. Dude, I'm Jonah. I'm Jonah Hill after hitting the Jeffrey once. You're Jonah Hill after hitting the Jeffrey twice. <laughs> hit this, Jeffrey. It will calm you down. Golly, <laughs> what a good quote, though. That's that's like the funniest. As much as I don't like those kind of movies, that, that's one of the funniest quotes ever. Just a, who Dave is it? Gerald. Puff Diddy holding a Jeffrey. Yeah. This Jeffrey will calm you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler comedy movies are kind of butt cheeks, too. What? I mean, not kind of. Like, literally every single one is butt cheeks. Happy Gilmore. Waterboy is the only good one. Happy Gilmore sucks. No. Yes. That one Jewish Christmas animated film. Oh, yeah. Eight Crazy Nights was ass, but... (laughs) Eight Crazy Nights was just weird. Come on, man. Jack and Jill? Come on, Caleb. Jack and Jill was actually a good movie. You just gotta, like... English? You just gotta appreciate Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill was a good ass movie, dude. Heck no, dude, they had a Pepto Bismol commercial in the dang movie. Yeah, that's how innovative they, it was. They disgraced our boy uh Pal Pacino, dude. Dude, innovation. What else? Innovation. <laughs> no. What no. Adam said there you it, it was good in uncut gems. English was hot. The only thing Adam Sandler has shown me throughout his entire uh, filmography and acting, Grown ups. he has the ability to act very well in normal films, yet he chooses <laughs> to be a crappy actor in crappy comedy. Okay, just admit though, in, in the Hotel Transylvania series, especially in Hotel Transylvania 3, Come on. I'm talking about I'm talking about live action where Adam Sandler isn't like doesn't have the majority of Did you like Pixels? No. No, dude. It me all the games. The old man. That's cold. No. No. Um were you a fan of the grown ups films? No, heck no. You didn't like were pretty funny. Nah, dude. Benchwarmers was bad. Was he in? He wasn't in Benchwarmers. Yeah, he was. No, he was. You're thinking of. Ke- you're thinking of Kevin James. Kevin, not Kevin James. You're thinking of Rob Schneider. 
Adam Schneider sucks too. Um, David Spade sucks. How about uh, what? Come on, Adam Sandler is a good ass actor. Nah. He bad movies. These. Um, how about in that? I don't think there's anything that can change my mind. Happy Gilmore is one of the funniest movies ever made. Nah, dude. He's so overhyped, dude. If you guys uh, are listening to this, uh, drop your opinions on Happy Gilmore. Apparently. Yeah. Please. Just Adam Sandler in general. There's there's not one person who doesn't like Adam Sandler. Okay. Deep down. Huh? Deep down, everyone likes Adam Sandler. Yeah, well, I guess I haven't searched deep enough. You're still trying to f- figure yourself out. You're still trying to find new stuff out about your body. That's okay. Once you get to a certain age, Troy, you'll, you, your body will mature. I'm you older than Adam Sandler. But I'm older than you. By like two months. You'll like Adam Sandler. Just trust me. I like the gabagool bits and Sopranos. That isn't very like... I don't think there's anything related to Adam Sandler, but like... The gabagool. The gabagool. The gabagool. The gabagool. I don't even know what the gabagool is, but it just works for the Sopranos. Not the gabagool. The gabagool. Yeah, man. Well, dang, it's already been like an hour. We we kind of chopped yeah, through those little... top five movies. Screw that, dude. Let's just talk about boobs and gabagool. What do you Hey man, I enjoyed it. That's for sure. I think this would be a uh, talking about Gabagool a good a yeah conclusion to this episode, this week's episode. Uh, sorry about not posting these past couple of weeks. We've been a little busy. Uh, I've been. No, I didn't What's say that? anything. Oh my bad. I can kind of hear myself in your mic. No, this, it may no, be a this guy's loud. insulting our know. sound system. No, this is absolutely goofy where we record this stuff. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, you were busy. Talking about Gabagool. how we were busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've just been really busy this week with um, these past couple of weeks. Uh, I personally am moving uh, to a different city. So, we're preparing everything for the move, stuff like that, I which was, would be great. I was indicted on um, three federal racketeering charges, and I'm trying to beat those right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking good. It's on the come up, which is good. You uh, picked a blue bonnet? Yeah, I picked a blue bonnet in the LCRA, the lower... Colorado River Association was on my head. Colorado The Gabagool. They're the definition of Gabagool, yes. Let's just say that. Because they're meatheads. I'm going to be tired, man. man. All right, brother. This is a good episode.
Yeah, me too. Me too. Hopefully, you guys out there enjoy the episode. Screw you. And uh, we will. We will uh, talk to you guys maybe on Saturday. No, no, no. There's no maybe about it. We'll talk to you guys on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a in this okay. an hour. So see you guys. Love Bye. you. Bye.